0: Hello and welcome to Press Psycho Party Podcast. My name is Isabel, engineer by day and podcaster by night, and I'm Lindy, serial entrepreneur and health enthusiast. Today's show is all about health, wellness, nutrition, mindset, and everything in between. Thanks to our special guest,
1: Deborah Souza. Hi. Hi. Deb is a health coach and the owner of 8020 Hub in Calgary, where she empowers her community to achieve their health, nutrition, and fitness goals. Welcome to Chris Party Podcast,
0: Deb. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, thanks for being yeah. here. I know I met you at a like trade show place, yes. and I have been following you ever since. It was yeah. at Hustle Co. Shout out Hustle Co. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: <laughs> oh, it's true. That's more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
0: had a booth there. My husband had a booth there. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. it
1: was magical when you first met. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of yeah.
0: course, Deb and her <laughs> magnetic energy. And saying hi to everybody and making friends with everybody and I started following her and she was like oh wow she has a lot of followers. <laughs> cool. Obviously. And now really? yeah, you're here. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah
2: excited for the conversation we we're about to have.
0: Yes. Awesome. But before we have our serious conversation we like mm-hmm. to have
2: a little girl talk. We,
0: have, we mm-hmm. like to have a little, little chat. Chit chat. Yep over some drinks. Lindy. What Water. Is? <laughs> I know. We're not getting a, It's Sunday morning right now so we're um. Yeah. Oh, and you went out
1: last night, is that what's new with you? (laughs) I did go out last night, it was fun, it's a thing called Rewind, so it was old school hip-hop, which Mm. I grew up on, so it was all the songs I knew and danced to and sang along, my little heart up (laughs) here. So that was fun, but I did get time to relax because Brett and I went to BAM for a few days. We do it usually a few days before Valentine's Day, it's a little quieter, we can get into the restaurants. And so I felt really relaxed, but now I feel a little uh, sleepy today. <laughs> <laughs> What's new with you, Isabel? Oh,
0: you know the usual. Um, oh, I had a my very first influencer photo shoot yesterday. Oh, that was oh, super exciting cool. yeah. with Malou Motherhood. My friend Audrey started a an affordable but super comfy and like luxurious feeling fabric. Maternity line and nursing wow. friendly yeah. line, yeah. good for babies, <laughs> breastfeeding and stuff. And uh, yeah, I happen to be uh, eight months pregnant now. You <laughs> good, girl. Thank you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was so much fun. They're like so encouraging. They were like, "Wow, you look so good!" And I'm just like, "Yes, yes, <laughs> working the camera." Ooh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I got some really good photos my phone, and hoping to get some really good photos from their official camera. That that's so exciting. Nice. Cool. Got a free dress from them, so shout Ooh. out Malou, Motherhood. Um, follow them at Malou Motherhood.
1: <laughs> mm. What's new with you, Deb?
2: Oh my gosh, you guys! Like my what's new is not a sh- cheerful girl, girl talk. Oh like, no, no, that's okay. I you know, know this is a real like, conversation, that's same, right? A real like, show. Conversations they go all all the directions. But like the last couple of months, well, the last more than a couple of months, my niece was just born, which is a happy thing. Uh, she's in Florida, so it's being a fun thing to kind of I went there to see her and be with her. But my dog passed away. Oh my god! Oh. I know. I had I'm my dog so for fourteen sorry. years. Oh, oh my god! So it's been an interesting two months, you know, because not so, so cheerful, but yeah. lots of growing and learning. I guess yes. they're it's part of the sad. family. Oh, the, my dog was everything. It yeah. was her and I, you know, my oh. my my greatest <laughs> companion. So oh. it's been an interesting couple of months, and like I think now doing the journey of healing and grieving yes and you know with its ups and downs but like this week i did some spiritual healing so i'm trying like a bunch of like different things to because it's a whole new growth. Like I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever went to real grieving before. Mm-hmm. Even though I lost my dad, I lost my grandma. Like we lose people in our lives. Yeah. But really I've never went through anything even oh. close to this. Lying
0: a dog is so hard. Oh. We lost ours and we had her for 14 years as well. Yeah. And we had to put her down, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And the day we had to put her down, it was yeah. nonstop crying for uh-huh. my entire family. <laughs> but she was really, really sick. She had cancer, she had tumors. and yeah it was she knew her time came like you could tell yeah and she she was actually yeah and she was actually like wagging her tail as she went into the veterinarian when she never used to like she hated the veterinarian so she and she like each said her goodbyes to everybody it was really like weird and really yeah really touching but, yeah. oh I know how you feel that that's yeah. so hard did, did you have to put her down or was it an accident he a,
2: no you, like yes and no like we end up kind of giving her the, the whatever they give her in like the last little bits and but I could tell like when the time was coming because my grandma just passed away six months ago oh. and I was there too like I went to Brazil and like I could tell like you know when someone is dying like they have they begin to have like the little chills and like contractions, oh. I could see her heart rate going. Like I know like she is dying right now, oh. but like the shake and everything begin to get so bad. And the vet wanted me to do the alternation and he didn't want to. So I told him, can we just let her go naturally? And then he talked with me again and he was like, you know, this is not good for her, and it's not good for you that you're seeing this. Yeah. And and there's nothing that can be done right now. Like, it is the humane thing to do sort of thing. Yeah. And, like, I was lucky enough to be holding her and being with her. Aww, <laughs> <the idea. laughs> oh, let's take it out. I know. Sorry, girls. That's like a great to start <laughs> this is part, a the real party. Real talk. Real talk. Right? But yeah. it is, you mm-hmm. know, because, like, I, it's kind of like, again, like, for me, she was, that dog was like an angel in my life. Yeah. Like the connection we had, she was really like my soulmate. Oh, yeah. thank you for sharing, that. Yeah. Yeah. That was so <laughs> amazing.
0: And we're just making you even I, more I, relatable to our audience. Yeah. Yeah. So I think and everybody can, yeah. can relate.
2: But years ago, I think if I had gone through this six years ago, I don't know how I would have survived, <gasps> mm. right? Because I was so not open to pain. Like I was so not open to, you know, crying or saying I'm hurting or sharing with people. Wow. Like I was so much the person that like pushes it down. Everything's okay. Get back to work. Let's go. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm so grateful for that journey of mindset growth, development growth, because throughout this time and like when I went home, like when you're talking about the day you lost your dog. And when I went home. Like that was literally the most difficult night of my entire life. Oh. It's not like I have had an easy life. Like I have had a lot of hard nights. And we'll but, get like, to that. that yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> but that fun talk. <laughs> but that was literally the hardest night because it's just her and I. So like I got yep. home, there was nobody there. Nobody to greet. Like right? I don't have oh somebody to put my head down and like you know pat my hair. And like my family's all in Florida. Like I, I, I literally like that night, my level of anxiety, my level of pain, my level of like, I didn't know what to do with myself. I I, I really like, I, I can understand so much how people come to extremes when they're in pain. Because like that night was literally the hardest night of my life. But now I'm like so open in sharing like the struggles like people on my social media like I was the entire day I was posting please pray which passed away I made my little post of my goodbye for her and I'm not gonna lie to you like it's amazing and this is something that gave me so much awareness because sometimes on social media we don't know people oh yeah And I mean the majority mm-hmm. of the people that follow me I don't know them. <laughs> and it's so easy for us to look at someone on social media or being whatever it is and think like, well, why does it matter for me to say sorry for your loss? Like, and ignore when someone is in pain. And most people don't share yeah. on social media that they're in pain, but I do. And that night, people on social media are the people that helped me through the night. Wow. Oh, like, literally, because I wasn't alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But every time I would go on my story, and I went on my story crying you know and every time someone would send me a comment someone that i don't even know who they are but the comment came like this long oh. which i know what it's like i lost my dog mm-hmm. uh, or even a word saying like i'm praying for you oh. those things were the things that kind of held me in feeling I'm not alone. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So social
0: media can be used for good people. Oh yeah, Yeah. (laughs) for sure. But before we get into all that
1: nitty gritty, meaty details, so good. First, a word
0: from our sponsors.
1: The Skinny Spa here in Calgary offers non-invasive fat loss solutions, including fat freezing and lipolaser with prices starting at just 249 dollars It's easier than ever to get that summer body of your dreams. Book today at theskinnyspa.ca. Oh yeah, you'll be set. The summer body with uh Lindy with Woo. her skin spawn and
0: deb with her EB20 hub. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also brought to you by Jet Rao Real Estate, your Calgary real estate agent. Buying or selling a home? Thinking about investing in real estate? Visit JetRao.com to get in touch with Jet. That's J-E-T-T-R-A-O.com. Get a free home evaluation and check out his videos to help you buy your first home all on JetRow.com, so check him out! Yeah! But enough about us, we're here to learn more about
2: Dad. Yeah!
1: <laughs> Let's take it all the way back. Yeah. So
2: where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? Oh boy, uh, I'm originally from Brazil. So I moved to Canada in 2006. I don't know how old I was. <laughs> that's okay, however, however, I, to share. However, no, I, I actually, I, it's just like, I, I'm not that great with numbers, so I would have to get a calculator to figure out. It's probably like 28, 29, something like that. Uh, but yeah, I grew up in Brazil. Well, childhood, what was it like? Was it, was, it a good it childhood? Was, it, was, it was like. Yeah. I <laughs> know, uh, it was good. Like, I mean, my childhood, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've, we went through a lot. My dad was an entrepreneur. So that's kind of like probably where I get my my inksy from (laughs) and my mom she kind of first hand like my mom is kind of like one of the people that I guess I get so much from but uh, my mom was a little bit ahead of her time I think like you know she wanted to learn English she wanted to do things that I guess back then people didn't do it but my mom did that thing of like stopping the trajectory she had to help my dad with his business wow right and my dad was like for a long time wildly successful he was he had a car dealership he was one of the richest status based guy in our city so i grew up being like oh Oh. i was spoiled brat (laughs) Uh, but then my dad lost everything so we went through that journey of like private schools little brats and then my dad went through like some pretty lulls and i witnessed not only us having to get ourselves into a new reality uh but also i saw like my mom being like such a champion because she always worked with him she was never just like at home uh, but i saw my mom going from you know shopping at the boutique to them making food to sell and riding her bike to the grocery store and coming back with groceries on her bike, you know, and, and I kind of saw like so much of those highs and lows. Uh, so it it was an interesting, uh, childhood because it wasn't just a smooth sailing, uh, but you know, obviously it builds us to who we are Mm -hmm. and I'm grateful for, uh, everything, you know, for the things I saw in my parents that maybe taught me what not to do. But also the things I saw them on the grit and the resilience and the overcoming. And, and also that like not every story have a happy ending. Like my dad's story wasn't a happy ending story. Mm-hmm. So when he passed away, I had a little bit of that feeling of he had so much in him because he was brilliant, mm-hmm. right? But he made a lot of mistakes too. Mm-hmm. My brother played soccer. He was a very good goalie. I played volleyball, uh, but I wasn't just like naturally gifted like mm. I, I was like clumsy in almost every sport I no. tried yeah and my brother was like a star I wasn't like that mm. so like I had a lot of issues with like comparing myself to him having oh. body image issues because it was so skinny but like I got into volleyball and my coach was one of the greatest influence at that time in my journey because he just thought like he didn't see me for like your natural talents he was the coach that develops you it was you have long arms you have long legs i will make you a player and i am sure dude yeah. but i kind of developed early a little bit of that work ethics of like you might not be the most talented you know and nobody thought i could play volleyball my family wasn't like oh you're going to be a rising star but i was like you know what i will train other people and i end up being pretty good and end up playing quite well and i end up playing the cd and i kind of played competitive and i loved it so volleyball and kind of that sports Team experience helped me a lot through the teen years. Wow. Which were not years that I was building confidence, quite the opposite. Were years that I was super shy and I, Mm. you know, I really wasn't like this hot stuff. (laughs) I I was struggling. So, sports was really a a great outlet for me to be able to focus in good versus derail Mm. because I could very well have derailed, you
0: know. Nice. You said you were skinny, oh, yeah.
2: and then you weren't
0: always skinny. <laughs> so <of> <laughs> you have to take us through your own yeah. fitness and diet journey. Lindy and I talked about all our crazy yeah, diet perfect. journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're we're to oh, we i to I mean, what, what we got We had that was our very first episode. So yeah. oh, I'm so sorry you listened to that one. <laughs> not, we were not knowing what we were doing yet, no. I and mean, we still don't know what we're doing. Myth. But yeah, that's good. I don't know. We had like fun. the apple diet. We yeah. Had Juice cleanses. Yeah, I did raw vegan super extreme things. So Um, we want to hear what you have tried mm -hmm. Successfully and unsuccessfully Mm -hmm. So Stuff
2: I've (laughs) never dieted. (laughs) I've never tried a crazy diet like ever Like growing up like I was saying I was always being overly skinny so that my dad was always kind of like slim even though he would eat the fat of the steak has always been like my mom never being extremely overweight or anything. Like, I saw my mom doing a few diets here and there, but I didn't grow up. My grandma, skinny, like, I didn't grow up on an environment that I was surrounded by people doing diets or concerned about their weight. So, I think it never occurred to me that I could gain weight. Like, yeah. that was never a thought. Mm-hmm. Like, I really never thought about that, right? But when I, when people look at my before photo, at that photo, I was, I think, twenty three. And at that time in my life was the time that I had stopped playing volleyball, I've started doing grown up life. Mm-hmm. And if I'm just gonna be honest, my life sucked. Everything about my life sucked. Like I was very low confidence, very low self-esteem. Like I couldn't even look a person in the eye. I was in a relationship that I was super dependent on him because I couldn't leave the house by myself. I wouldn't walk into a mall, walk into a store and ask, how much does that top cost? Because I was so shy, so introvert. I was labeled as antisocial. I was labeled as grumpy. I was labeled as just moody, right? Uh, So I joked that I was a grumpy cat, and that's kind of like not a joke. I've grown up with people telling you, oh, don't mind her, she's antisocial," right? So I was working on a lousy job that barely paid me enough to survive. I used to cry by the door every day. I knew I had that interpreter spirit, but I had no money to do anything. My family didn't have money. I couldn't go to university. Like in Brazil, we don't get student loans you have to pay for university or you need to get into a public university that only the kids that comes from private school gets to because it's hard to get to, (laughs) so it's a messy system because it's like the rich kids go to the public school, the poor kids have to figure out a way to pay university. The university was three times what I make working, so I was in a place that I was looking into the future and I saw no perspective of a better future. No wonder I was grumpy, I was depressed, I was anxious. So if I would tell you I cared about how I looked, I did it. Like, I was like, whatever, like, so what? Like, I don't care, right? I was literally in such a I don't care state. Uh, But then like, and I was compulsively eating. I love food, I still (laughs) do love food. (laughs) So food was like my source of pleasure. I was like, if you were tired to take my pizza away, I would bite your finger. (laughs) There's no doubt in that, right? And I was in such a, a give up state but like somewhere inside me, I always thought there has to have more to life. I knew I wanted to do something else. I knew I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to like make an impact somewhere. So I had like that little bit of, you know, that feeling that has to have more. And I think that's what made me even more depressed. Cause I was like, I know there's something better, but how do I do this? How do I get out of this state? So my first like thing, was like once I began to feel really hungry, like waking up in the middle of the night hungry, and I thought there's something wrong. That's when I began to feel there's something wrong with my health. So I went to the doctor, that's what normally we do, and they gave me a pre- prescription for appetite control, depression pills, and what? anxiety pills.
1: Wow. And the
2: doctor didn't ask me what I was eating, nothing, right? They just give you prescriptions did that's I kind not like of that did I need, need it actually? Yeah. I do not know that yeah. I it <laughs> I need it, certainly but I've never, and I don't have any let me say I don't have anything against it some people are in a place that they need to take medication, so I'm not someone to say oh no, don't take it, that's not my message but for me, I, I remember leaving the doctor with that thing on my hands and being like I don't want to, this to be the first thing I do. But I would look at diets. I didn't think I could follow them. I remember you sharing about you not eating veggies. I'm the same. I didn't eat veggies. I didn't <laughs> eat salad. So I would look at diets be like, wow. what do I do? Eat the chicken? The Brazilian cuisine is amazing yeah. with your uh, yeah.
0: say, rice, tris-
2: beans, and, and yeah. I so, love feijoada. Yes, it's my favorite dish. So like, I, I was like, how do I do this? And then I had my enough is enough, which I talk with my customers all the time. You need to have that moment that is like the no more cannot live like this anymore and I had a day I was driving and this is an embarrassing story but I shared this every day so I was driving and you know you kind of sit like this and I felt my rolls touching my boobs ah. and I never had anything big in life remember boy like flat oh. <laughs> that, that was the moment I was like what's happening here this two should not be touching each other <laughs> and, and, and I felt and again I've always been overly skinny so I don't mean this disrespectfully to people but I felt Disgusting, And I felt that's when it hit me. And I was how did this happen to me? Right? And then that's when a volleyball coach, that was a friend of mine, suggested me to start, start drinking shakes, which I still do to this date. And the shakes sounded easy. I was like, okay, uh, if it doesn't kill me, it might help. I can have the shakes. I can eat whatever I want on my meal. It felt doable. If someone would tell me to start from where I am now, and I apply that on my coaching, I wouldn't have done it because It would seem so impossible. So I started with that, and then I lost 32 pounds in three months, lost 44 pounds in five months. Wow, what? then I started working with the company, and then just with the shakes, was, yeah. Did you work
0: out? Um, did anything you didn't change anything else? Just no, replaced one just meal, just the meal, with a meal
2: replacement a... shakes, wow. right? At the time, and now we, we add a little bit more things, we kind of learn yes. as we go. But at the time, was just the plan was two shakes a day, so we do breakfast in Brazil. Our main meal is lunch. So I would do lunch as like a food lunch, and then at night, my dinner was a meal replacement shake. And these are not just protein shakes, they're shakes with vitamins, like I was very anemic at the Mm. time. So when I started on the shakes, my mom was like, you're going to (laughs) die, because I was anemic, like faint on the street, anemic. My mom is anemic, my mom is anemic, I'm anemic, my sister's anemic, like it was just one of those things. And within like about three months, I went to the doctor and my levels were all balanced not because the products cure anything, but it's the nutrition. But all the steps I took to get to where I am today were slow. I didn't change things overnight. And if I had tried, I would have failed. (laughs) Like I didn't start working out until 2014. What? Like, no, it's funny that people look at me as the fitness person. (laughs) Like, and all about squatting I, I really like it. it's like oh okay all right keep reinventing yourself because no no I didn't work out yeah so
1: how did this all lead to you starting the 8020 hub then?
2: yeah yeah well that's exactly it, it all leads to the 8020 hub and you know my mission because for me at first literally i was on that path of like drink shake eat pizza drink shake have hot dogs and like it sounds like, so easy yeah, that, yeah. No, but i'm not gonna lie and i'm not saying for you to do that but again like we always need to understand what people start and i think that's the mistake sometimes we make is we want to get where we are here and then go there and we don't understand why we fail because it's not just changing what you're eating it's changing the mind right so for me that was the beginning, was like two shakes and hot dog, two shakes and some days was a healthy meal, but I didn't eat salad until 2012. Crazy. And I started on this path in 2003, so it took me nine years to eat salad, wow. okay? But here's the thing, Certain, it's kind of like there's life in between. That's one thing that I keep telling people so often. In everything today, be it politics, be it health, we kind of seem to forget that there's life in between. We don't need to be here, we don't need to be there, and it's not because I'm not here that I'm against what is here, but there is a space in between, and we need to be patient to kind of go making those transitions, and some personalities, they don't work in the in-between, because this doesn't work for them. So some personalities, they have to go from here to extreme but there is some of us that needs that in between. So for me, like I first started with this nutritional supplements, which I still represent until this date. Then I started building my business with the company. And at first, that's all I did. My business was all on the back of like, you're going to follow this plan. You're going to take this product and I'm going to coach you through it. So I built my team through it. And that was great. It changed my life, right? Because the system of trainings and building my business went, building self-esteem, I began to speak. Events. I began to feel better. Then I moved to Canada. I built my business first in Lethbridge, again all on the back of just the nutritional supplements and nutrition coaching, but always connected to the products. So in Lethbridge, I had a location. We called it the Nutrition Club. People would come have smoothies with me. We would do weight loss challenges, nutrition consultations. Had nothing to do with fitness. But then the industry changed. And we started with the whole Strong is the New Skinny, Mm -hmm. and our company also launched a pro athlete line. So a lot of athletes, personal trainer, begin to join the company, and I remember it was in one vacation, all paid vacation from the company on a cruise. And it felt to me as if all my friends were fit. And I remember looking at this photo of myself on a bikini, and I was skinny. And I've always liked being skinny, and that was the thing. At first I was like, you guys could be strong. I'm happy being skinny. But I begin to feel almost like a pressure that now I have to become fit, and unless I'm fit, I cannot coach people because people will feel I cannot coach them. So I begin to force myself into the gym But with a very negative mindset of, like, I don't like the gym. The gym is so boring. I'm not a gym person. I would feel intimidated. I would go back home. Athletes are competitive by nature. And you see someone upside down doing push-ups. I'm like, dude, (laughs) like, it was like a nightmare. So first I caught my negative mindset. And my thing was like, you were an athlete before. If there's someone that should be doing this, it's freaking you, you don't like it, figure it out, dude. Like, you know, it's important, you're going to lose muscle, you know, the science. So I begin to have that rational, you know, you should do this to stretch yourself, overcome your barriers, push yourself. Like, you know, those things, but that's kind of like not quite enough. So for me, my enough is enough was one, that trip that i saw my picture in a bikini and i was like man i'm like super skinny and everybody's like shredded and strong and i begin to feel that feeling of like i need to build muscle then my brother made a comment uh to my mom and i was like they were sick because she's like so skinny and i was oh, like totally i'll the show siblings. you <laughs> and then i had a day that a customer was leaving and i went okay bye and as i'm waving at her i felt my arm I thought, oh, my God, it's (laughs) happening already. I'm not going to be a skinny old, a flabby old lady. (laughs) And that's when I hired a personal trainer. Oh, for yourself. Yeah, for myself. Because I was I know I need accountability. I need someone to show up when I don't want to. I know I need someone to teach me what to do. Like, you have to put your humble hat on and be like, I might understand the nutrition part, but if I understood the fitness part, I would already have done it. And I don't know fitness, I didn't know the machines, I didn't know how to squat, I didn't know how to work out, I've never been a gym person, so I had to be like, you know what, I'm not going to work out hard, if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm not going to hurt myself. So I hired a trainer in Lethbridge, and my trainer cost me 700 bucks a month.
1: Ooh. Wow. And that's
2: in Lethbridge, Calgary, was more. Because <laughs> he was a good trainer. Like, I was, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And I tell this to my customers all the time. It's not like I'm Jennifer Lopez. I'm like, take that! right? And I joke with this, because really, like, especially for us females, this was a breakthrough for me. Because I, I was recently divorced, living on my own, I was for the first time, like 100%, my life is like if I don't pay my bills, nobody's paying my bills, right? So, like 100%, kind of like, this is it. I'm building my business. I have all these life expenses, and now I'm committing to a trainer that's $700 a month. So, that held me accountable to pushing to a level that I never did before. So you and that's really when made,
0: you made yeah. that
2: impact. But on not you. only the trainer, don't get me wrong, he was a phenomenal trainer. But I think it was also, and I applied this on my coaching, it was the steps I took that they work in helping you to create the results. Because I signed up with him for a year. So I put myself on that position that there was no quitting. And there was moments I wanted to quit. There are months that was hard to pay that $700. And if I could get out, I would have. But why you don't get out from paying your house because you can't? Why you don't get out from paying your car because you can't? The things that you cannot get out from you do, mm-hmm. and then you cut the ones that you feel you can, and that's where we cut our health, we cut our nutrition, we cut because we feel we can't. It's not a priority. I made that 100% my priority that I couldn't get out to because I was forced into, and then after that year was when it switched for me, not only I got abs or the muscle, but the most important thing was the mind. I switched the identity from I'm not a gym person to I am a gym person. And I became these people that I didn't even know existed, that they're in the gym every day. And they're like, at the end of a busy day, they're like, I cannot wait to go to the gym. And I'm like, who are you? So I still didn't want to be a trainer because I did not want to be a trainer. I did not want to put stuff on Instagram. I've resisted everything about fitness. But then after being inside the fitness is when I realize how many people go to the gym but they don't know what to do with the nutrition and they won't have the maximum results. Then you have the people like me that they might do nutrition but they won't go to the gym. And very rarely find places that are genuinely integrating the two as a coaching, not just I'll give you a meal plan, but coaching you. And even more rare is you finding a place that is going into your mindset. Because the greatest difference between me now me who I was in 2003 or who I was in 2014, before I, when I was just skinny, is not what I'm eating, and it's not the exercise I'm doing, it's who I am. It's the level of standards I have for myself, the beliefs I have, the priorities I set, the I am's that I operate from. Those things are what changed, and that's what prevents me from going back, because it's an identity issue. Now if I don't go to the gym, I don't feel I'm being who I am. It's like it's not me. Right. So unless you change the identity, very rarely you're going to do something that sticks to it. And people are not coaching you that. Like I sit with my customers and I ask them, okay, you want to lose 30 pounds. Great. Who do you need to be to be the person that is 30 pounds lighter? And they look at me like puppies. like (laughs) Because nobody ever talked with you about that. People are asking you about the diet. People when I ask me, what do you eat? Well, wow, it's great to hear what I eat. That's kind of like the wrong question. The best question is how do you think when you're choosing your food? What do you think? Like how do you manage your emotions? Like what are the things that drives your behavior? And it's not because the chocolate is so great. I still love chocolate and I eat chocolate every day. Like it's not about that. It's about what's going on here. Because this is what drives the behavior. Right? But at the same time, if you're working just on here, on and body. we don't work on what goes into your body, mm-hmm. then we also have physical responses. If you're nutritionally deficient, you're gonna have cravings. If you're not eating the proper nutrients, you're gonna have foggy brain. So it's the combination. So you need to combine, have the three together, and that's how the 8020 came to be. It's like you need all of them, 80% on your nutrition, 20% on your fitness, 100% on your mindset. If you get those all in alignment, now you create personal transformation. And personal transformation is different than weight loss. It's different than gaining muscle. It's different than prepping yourself for a bikini competition, and then three months later, you're 20 pounds heavier again, and and you just do that. (laughs) (laughs) Been there, done that. And and I'm not, like, I hope nobody feels like I'm pointing fingers. No, No. Uh, that's it, that's natural. That's what I teach my customers, like getting off track, and I don't even like that terminology, it's normal I am off track right now because life life's on you getting derailing a little bit is normal but my off track the difference maybe for me and some other people is their off tracks are like this they go from I eat only kale and (laughs) and, I don't know what else they eat to I eat all the cookies right (laughs) my off track is like this like I go two to three percent of in body fat mm-hmm. yeah you know like i go like one measurement on my pants <laughs> like my up and downs are like this because of the level of thinking i have there's certain things i won't do not because it, it just doesn't happen
1: mm-hmm. you know
2: so that's kind of like the message is like those struggles are human Yep, and so we wrong. go through the struggles feeling like something's wrong with us. We feel guilt, we feel shame, yep. we feel, oh, I suck, oh, I cannot do this, and, and we just have this dramatic moment, the moment you're on a diet and you eat a cake, and then, no, oh, my God, <laughs> I suck, right? Off yeah. the rails. I suck. <laughs> Let's it's just like eat I, the I'm whole just, cake. Yeah, yeah. i just like, I just don't lose weight no matter what. My entire family is overweight, and we have mm-hmm. these stories, and I tell my customers, welcome to being human you are going to have the week that you don't go to the gym one single day. Mm-hmm. Your job is not avoiding that because that's setting yourself for failure. If all you want to do is like, I'll be perfect, you're doomed to fail because you won't. The job is that a day doesn't become a week, a week do not become a month, a month doesn't become a year, a year doesn't become a decade. That, that's the job. You know, falling off is normal and you need to expect it and you need to plan for it. Yeah. You need to be, when I fall off, how am I going to get back up? <laughs> yeah. Smart.
1: So you came up with all of these strategies. How did you get your first client?
2: <laughs> well, again, it's a journey. Like, on the nutrition side of the business, I was already, like, really good at what I do, right? And, and I was considered someone that trains people and knows what to do. So when I opened the hub, it was a completely new territory because I made a choice of shifting how I do my business in almost every possible way. And and I was trying to market to people what I do, but I think that at first nobody could understand. So I would be like, I'm consistently telling people what I do and everybody's like, oh, that's amazing. But nobody comes. Like the first year, like it was a nightmare. And I had two partners in the hub and they are amazing. They're people that I'm friends with. I love and respect them. But like that year was such a struggle because we were trying to build something completely new. Nobody knew what we were doing. I think at certain points, our visions were a little bit different and they were in different places than I am. I'm single. I don't have kids. You know, one was getting married. The other has four kids. They just couldn't put the same type of commitment into it. And after you are here paying business expenses and we didn't have customers like our classes, we have one person two people like nothing you're paying everything out of pocket so they were like Deb, we're done like we want to return the place we want to close and i had a moment that i was sitting down and being literally by myself looking at the space i was like i'm not ready to call it quits one i'm not gonna quit like i already dumped so much money on this thing i'm not gonna walk away from it And I had almost a feeling like, not that it's my last shot, but in that moment for me, it feels like, if I don't do this, what am I gonna do? Like, I'm gonna carry this thing. So I told them, listen, I'm not ready. Let's work out a plan that you guys can be out, but I'm gonna continue. And that's when the hub picked up. Because like in business, as you know, it's like sometimes it's not until your back is against the wall. And I was okay paying my share of a third, but I wouldn't be able to pay the full thing. So it was those moments of like sink or swing, right? So I got a company, again, coaching. I've got a uh, consulting company that helps gyms. And that was like a big risk because it cost a lot of yes. money. So I'm like, I don't even know how I'm gonna pay next month's rents. Now let's commit to this thing that costs money that I don't have, right? So I gave them the little bit of money I had to get started. And I've made the campaign that they guided me to do, like it was like making a, 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 my ad still runs, you guys probably saw it, everybody sees it. But like I got my camera up and I'm like, worst moment ever, and I got on that camera like, what? I'm so like, excited. See, right. I
0: think you're like walking so, backwards
2: Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> like, so, and I recorded it a million times by myself with the phone like on a shake canister, the phone <laughs> falling. And and, and that video is almost like magic, right? Because it works. I, like I tried other marketing campaigns, it doesn't happen. Like that one is the one that people connect with. And it was like one of the most desperate moments I had in business. But then that's when things picked up. So from that marketing campaign, People begin to come, you know, things begin to work. And now we're still building. I cannot sit here saying, oh, we're like this billion-dollar company. No, we're still building. There's still days of struggle. But I love what is happening in there. And you know, it's it's good. Yeah, like Jim Rohn says that we change by two forces, inspiration or desperation, (laughs) right? Inspiration is when you have the baby, you know? And then you look at the baby like, I'm gonna give you, everything <laughs> and then you do things you never even dreamed of because you want to give everything to that baby uh, yeah so that would be like inspiration yeah. right but desperation unfortunately is often the force that we need It's yeah. when you are in that moment that is like or right, I do or right, I do and I don't want to say people cannot change without the desperation because mm-hmm. I never want to say never always can't You know, but that's what I tell my husband. Yeah. (laughs) But what I've observed is that very rarely, especially on the area of health and nutrition, I see a person being ready before they hit that enough is enough. You know, because we are comfortable even when we are uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And again, that's human nature. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, we, we are unhappy, but we are not unhappy enough to do something about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So. Desperation is a powerful force.
0: I want to ask,
2: on a really bad
0: day, mm-hmm. what do you do, what do you tell yourself to stay motivated and keep going, keep coaching?
2: Yeah. Here's one thing that has been powerful for me, and even now, when was, as I'm going through what has been the hardest time in my entire life. Um, I'm so grateful for this growth of personal, for this journey of personal growth. Because developing, and I don't know if you girls ever kind of dabbed into the topic of growth mindset. And there's a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck. And that book is like I recommend almost everybody to read it. And I just did a certification in positive psychology. And we went quite a bit into that. And when I look back into my journey, that's the thing, when I got started, I had what's called a fixed mindset that is the victim mindset that is everything that's happening is happening to you and it sucks and like you know like why does this always happen to me and I'm stubborn I was born this way I'll die this way it's all kind of like fixed now the growth mindset is the mindset where we don't see things as failure, you see things as opportunity to grow, you don't see things as happening to you, you see it as happening for you. And you're seeking growth, even when it's difficult. And now, maybe because I'm older, maybe because I've been on this journey for so long, I can tell you that my growth mindset is so present, but it's not like I don't have bad days. And now, more than ever, I'm so humbled by how I can still have really bad days, right, because I think sometimes we think we won't have them anymore, so it's not that I don't have bad days, but now for me, one, especially in business, when I am in situations that things are not working, I remember Tony Robbins, he says, learn to welcome frustration. I welcome frustration and challenges into my life, maybe even a little too much. (laughs) Because every time that something's not working, not that I enjoy it not working, but I have a feeling of kind of almost excitement of, okay, this is here to teach me something. I'm learning something and I'll be better on the other side. If this is happening right now, it's showing me a vulnerable spot. It's showing me something that I could do better. If I lost 10 customers in a month, it sucks. But I'm gonna look at that and be, why did I lose 10 customers? What can I do so that doesn't happen? What needs to change? So normally when I'm having bad days, I'm also in that space of like, why? what is this trying to teach me? How can this serve me? Life is always working out for you. And this is a philosophy of mine. Like I believe life is always working out for you, even if we don't understand. So faith helps me a lot. The second thing that helps me a lot is I understand that I always have a choice. Even if it doesn't feel like, I didn't have a choice in losing apple. And that's when life, life's on so you. But I have a choice in uh, making a day become a week, a week become a month. And some days my choice is today I'm gonna lay down, curl down, and I'm gonna cry. And I am gonna feel like everything sucks. But I understand it's a choice I'm making. And when you feel it's a choice, it's different than feeling it's forced on you because mm-hmm. it's an empowered place. Mm-hmm. It's Like I teach my customers not to say I cannot have this, but you think I choose not to. Because if you wanna have it, you can. If you wanna have cake for breakfast every day, who is telling you you can't? <laughs> yeah. But then you're gonna need to leave with the health and the body and the feeling of someone that has cake for breakfast. So if you don't want to live with that, you need to choose something different. So it's not that you can't, it's you're choosing not to. That's empowering versus feeling restriction. So I apply that on my bad days and some days and before I wouldn't allow myself that, like I said, before I would force myself into lock and load, like being depressed is for rich people. Like (laughs) seriously, that's the, the kind of beliefs I would have. You cannot afford the luxury of being depressed. Right Now I'm different, now I think you know what, it's a bad day, I'm sad, and I want to be sad, so be sad, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? But tomorrow, let's choose something that we can begin to pick ourselves up, Mm -hmm. right? So that's how I handle bad days. That's so interesting how
0: mindset is such a huge proponent in that, because I've had days where I just want to cry and watch Netflix all day. But in that case, I'm feeling like the victim. Yeah. Um, it's make It makes it so much different when you think, okay, I'm going to choose to cry. Yeah. I'm going to choose to just veg out for eight hours. Yeah. No. And then
2: tomorrow I'll choose something different. It's different. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, whether you think you're choosing or whether you think you're not, you are. Right, but it's the importance, and 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 that's why I like, like I told you, like we're probably not gonna talk so much about nutrition and fitness, (laughs) because at the end of the day, that is uh, the the main factor of everything. Is like it's it's in the stories we frame ourselves. It's in the language we use, right? It's in how we are framing the reality that we're living, and even when we feel we're being a victim. And uh, this might kind of come across weird, but I'll say it anyway. Like, being a victim serves us. Everything that we are experiencing somehow, and I don't like to say everything, so I'll take everything back. Most of the (laughs) things we are living, it's somehow serving us. Even the pain, even the, the negative things. Like, I've always been those people in the past that were like, everything happened to me. Like you know, I was those people that trip in the morning, and oh, it's gonna be one of those days. Then you fall. <laughs> then the bird poop on your hand. Then like, then you get fired, and you're like, gee, like why everything happens to me? That was the space I lived, yeah, right. But we we don't understand that everything that we're creating in our life sometimes somehow it's serving us and it's reaffirming the beliefs we have about ourselves. It's reaffirming the stories we are consistently self-affirming. Like machines, right? And and you when you reframe it, you have a different choice. And I think choice is kind of almost one of the main things for freedom, because mm. it gives you that freedom. It's like I get to choose, and and if I will choose to be sad today, it's okay. But I'm choosing that.
1: That's such an interesting way to look at it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What are three super simple ways that a person can do or start to lead a generally healthier? Life mm-hmm. can be yeah. anything nutrition, um, mindset, psychology, fitness. Yeah. Um, very specific, very simple. Yeah, if I was something somebody not very healthy, yeah, getting started. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think one, I will always advocate. Well, not always, I will pay <laughs> <laughs> attention language. I will be, uh, I normally advocate with my customers for that shake for breakfast. That's the one meal I tell them, if I can fight for something, I'll fight to take away your shake for breakfast. And I know now with the whole intermittent fasting, there's the whole idea that people skip breakfast. I still don't uh, 100% go into that. Average person, okay, that shake for breakfast is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Because it helps you to have your breakfast, helps you to start your day well. And breakfast is the meal that people skip. Mm -hmm. I used to skip it. It's the meal that people will have a wrong meal, like oatmeal is healthy but it's not a choice of breakfast in my opinion so it is like the meal that makes a big impact and having that shake in the morning is such an easy habit that creates a good cascade effect in your day now not a smoothie that you go in your blender and you blend banana avocado and peaches and next thing you know you're drinking 500 calories right Mm -hmm. Uh, so balanced shake for breakfast the other thing that I think it's super easy to do and we underestimate the impact of it is drinking water. Ah. And I shouldn't say super easy to do, actually. <laughs> drinking water is a habit, Yeah. you know? And like carrying a bottle with you. Like I am every everywhere, I always have my bottle. I'm always hydrating. Uh, a lot of the symptoms people have, they don't realize it's dehydration. Like fatigue, constipation. Uh, feeling, like, overall, the fatigue, the low end, even craving and hunger. A lot of, like, uh, we are heavily dehydrated. Like, I can't remember the the place to fact, give the source of what I would say, but I remember hearing that if you don't pee every two hours, you're dehydrated. Wow. And people, like, go pee all the time, and they're like, oh, I pee all the time. That's actually the part. Like and I see people that they pee once a day. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah, and they poop three times a week. like, oh, it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. So hydration. Uh, how often should somebody poop, in your
0: opinion? Yeah, at least twice a day. Twice, twice a day. day? Okay. That seems yeah. like, how much, like
2: two to you're not a lot. Like three times a day. Twice a day, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. But you know, like when you're eating, it, like on average, it, it would take about like six. Hours give it or take for that food to go through your system, Ah. right? So if you're not like going Twice a day that means that food is actually sitting there a little bit longer than what you would want to that makes sense Yeah, so yeah, I know (laughs) fiber and water stay hydrated final piece I would say when it comes to fitness because now I realize that fitness is actually the one people struggle the most Right, so when it comes to fitness, I would say move you know like more important than the time you spend in the gym this is actually interesting is what we call the totally daily energy expenditure however you spell that is D E E. (laughs) that's the total amount of calories you spend in a day and what they find is that the people that are naturally skinny kind of like me I've used to be naturally skinny other than my bump on the road right Uh, they find that these people are just overall they move more. Like I talk with my hands, I think, just because I'm Brazilian. But this burns calories, dude. Like yeah, they, the you should joke have been doing this whole time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. the joke is that people that are naturally skinny they fidget.
1: Like no. so, people are like,
2: even fidgeting will burn more calories. But it's true. I know. Like it's people that they don't stay just like I cannot sit all day on a couch right so movements overall the whole take the stairs those things are actually more important than the time you spend on the gym hmm. so take away that I have to go to the gym for a two hours workout move more and if you can do 15 minutes on your floor it's better than nothing because we have that mindset that unless I can do two hours mm-hmm. on the gym that that's not good I don't have two hours to go to the gym who has two hours to go to the gym don't go two hours on the gym go for a walk around the block do a 10 minutes Tabata on your floor. But just develop that mindset of moving and doing something. Again, that life in between. So then you can build into eventually having the time to go to the gym. So I think those are three things that everybody can do. Oh, that's good. Shake in the morning. Water. Movement. Yeah. Yeah, super simple. One thing leads to another. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Jim Rohn, I quote Jim Rohn a lot. If you guys don't <laughs> know Jim Rohn, check him out. Jim Rohn says that success and failure like is success people tend to think it's like this one big event and you're successful he says it's, it's, it's small disciplines accumulated every day it's not about the big disciplines It's the small disciplines accumulated over time and failure right you know, say if you would open the bag of chips and immediately feel heart pain how often would you open that bag of <laughs> chips but never, no nope. right like touching the stove you don't touch it three times <laughs> like probably never so the thing is that you open the chips and nothing happens. So you feel like, oh, this is okay. Like, nothing happened. Arms are here, <laughs> legs are here. <laughs> <laughs> no heart attack. It must be okay. But failure is not overnight. It's small neglects accumulated over time.
1: Mm.
2: And then you have the heart attack. <sighs> right? It's not one bag of chips. It's this small neglects, this small lack of disciplines accumulated over time. And that's why it's so easy to let it creep on us because they're small and you think it's okay mm-hmm. it's okay it's okay it's okay until it's not.
0: My, one of my favorite Jim Rohn quotes is the is that discipline is the bridge between mm-hmm. goals and accomplishments mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's so true in, yeah I mean, even your small little yeah. steps and little pieces of discipline yeah. there to keep you going and Yeah. And that's so true. I mean you eat a little bit here, you eat a little bit there, next Mm -hmm. thing you know you're 10 pounds overweight. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jim
2: Rohn was like the start of my life changing. Like it was Jim Rohn. Like one of the meetings I went and they played a tape, like a business meeting, and Jim Rohn said, your only limitations in life are self-imposed limitations. And that cut me through, I don't even know how. And that was the moment I was So this dude is telling me (laughs) that all the limitations I think I have, they're self-imposed. And at first I was like, no way! They're not self-imposed. It's not my fault my dad don't have money. It's not my fault I cannot go to school. It's not my fault that things happen the way they have. And it's not my fault. Mm -hmm. And then he said, you know, you cannot. While it's not your fault what happened, it is your responsibility how you choose to deal with it now. And you cannot change the past, but you can change the direction of where your future is gonna go. That's I judge so well, okay, right? And then my favorite quote for him that has like on my wall is one that he says, Let other people live small lives, but not you. Let other people cry over small hurts, but not you. And then there's one more that now I'm not remember. It's like three things, but the whole thing is like, Let other people do that, but not you. And that's when I was okay. And so I will choose. To begin to take a different journey because not me like you know not me i'm not gonna be a victim of my circumstances not me let them do that so then what's the one thing you want our audience to take away or learn from our conversation today yeah like i remember what feeling pain is like and i don't take it for granted the fact that so many people pain is part of being human we are never going to be pain free because pain is growth and that's what I embrace now. Like I posted yesterday, quotes that said like, "How you doing?" It's like I'm the most heartbro- heartbroken I ever been, and I'm also the most whole I've ever been, right? Because being the pain is what breaks us open. So we are not going to live a pain-free life. That's a silly endeavor. But what I want you to understand is that again. Everything that happens to you, you can use to serve your growth and your journey and your purpose. And when you're being limited because you think external things are boxing you and limiting you, you can break free from that. And I'm launching an empowerment challenge that starts this week that is Unleash Yourself. Because what I want is people to have one spark. You don't need to create tremendous change like we just said now. It's like one spark that you look yourself in the mirror and say, you deserve more than this. You are made for more than this, and you have the freedom to choose more than this. And start living a life by choice. And if the life you have now is the life you want to live, choose it and then you don't complain about it anymore because I am choosing this. Now if that's not what I want, then say, that's not what I want and I'll start making choices that will lead me to what I want. So you can make a list. What are the choices I want to start practicing and then be kind with yourself because you're not gonna go on a perfect journey and a perfect journey Mm -hmm. would be boring. Like you don't want a perfect journey. Embrace the ups and downs and look at all those downs as How can I grow from this? Adopt that growth-driven mindset. And it changes everything. And then your choices change, and then you change, and when you change, everything around you changes. And then you have the ability to be an impact maker for other people. Because that's what I tell my customers. is like, you may not want to become a person that is coaching and speaking, but don't underestimate the influence you have on people because everybody's an influencer like everybody you're influencing your fiance you're influencing your husband you're going to influence your baby you influence the people you work with every single day every day you influence and every day people influence you and if you're influencing people on a daily basis why not choose to be a positive influence on people's life right it's one little thing and we create a ripple effect and for me that's how we change the world it's by every person becoming responsible for the influence they have in their life first and then the influence they have in other people's life. And we can all create a huge impact, starting from the one here. Wow, that's so true. That's
0: good, that's so good. good. <laughs> and finally, Deb, where can we find you online to follow you and learn yeah. more?
2: Yeah, my Instagram is Debbie Sousa, so that's D-E-B-Y-S-O-U-S-A. So connect with me there. Uh yeah, 8020hub.ca is my website. So even though my website's not that entertaining. So <laughs> uh, follow me on Instagram, send me a message, connect with me in there and yes. Yeah. Thank you so
0: much for being on our show. This is so valuable. That was awesome. And thank you all for tuning to Prosecco Party Podcast. Yeah, thank you. And make sure to check out Deb online
1: at her Instagram that she just said. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Prosecco Party Podcast. Follow us personally on Instagram, Lindy at Miss Healthmat and Isabel
0: at Isabel Gloria. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening everyone. We'll see you next time and remember, life is short, so join, so join the, party. the party.
1: Cheers! Cheers. Woo! Cheers your water. Yeah.